going on, everybody? Welcome in to another 2022 edition of Eagles Enemies, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia. The Eagles off to a hot 3-0 start after a big dominant win against Carson Wentz and the Commanders. And this week, we're back home, and we're welcoming back the man, the myth, the legend, the coach behind Super Bowl 52. Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars. You already know I had to break out the Super Bowl patch jersey for this episode. But Dougie P coming back to town. The Jaguars looking like a pretty solid squad so far this year. Uh, so this should be a very interesting and entertaining matchup. And uh, there's no better way to talk Jacksonville Jaguars and Philadelphia Eagles than with the man, the myth, the legend himself. Demetrius Harvey, my good friend, former guest of this show, now coming back as a recurring guest uh, to talk all things Eagles and Jaguars. So before we get into the episode with Demetrius, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI on Twitter, Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed because that's where you get Eagles enemies each and every week during the Eagles season. Plus, the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast main show and the Dan Russo show every single week of Vineland High School football season all on that feed. So go subscribe, Apple, Spotify, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes of Eagles Enemies this entire season, plus full video episodes of every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. It's the best place for content. Smash that like button, ring the bell icon, comment down below your score predictions for Eagles Jaguars, and of course, subscribe. Be a friend, tell a friend. Now, without any further ado, let's get into it with Demetrius Harvey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The Eagles are 3-0. and Everybody is talking about them as the cream of the crop right now. And they're getting a visit from some Dougie P Vanilla Ice Cream, a.k.a. the Jacksonville Jaguars, are coming to town with Doug Peterson, who's doing his media tour. And I'm thrilled to welcome back a friend of Eagles Enemies, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's been Three years since the Eagles have seen the Jags, but my man Demetrius Harvey is back on Eagles Enemies, and it's a blast to have you back and see you on this screen, my friend. Welcome back to the show, and I can't be happier for you because you get to cover one of the coolest coaches in the NFL, Doug Peterson. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, and, and he has been great, honestly, to cover. It's been a breath of, of fresh air. I'm sure we'll we'll get into that more as we go on, but just – uh, being able to talk to the guy who has won a Super Bowl, you know, he's had so much success. He's, you know, he knows what he's doing, clearly, um, at least the first few weeks show that. So, you know, I think um, it, it's just been fun, and, and I'm excited to continue covering the team. To have Doug Peterson in the fold, like you said, he knows what he's doing. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been at that mountaintop. What is it like, you know, for media members and, you know, from your fan interactions on social media seeing people being like, wow, we didn't miss on Trevor Lawrence. He just needed a competent head coach to point him in the right direction at the NFL level. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, you know, last year was just uh, an abysmal year for um, the Jaguars and, and Trevor Lawrence. Unfortunately, you know, he had to deal with a lot of um, outside distractions due to Urban Meyer and, and just, you know, losing a lot. You know, the guy came in. I think he was around 32 and two or 34 and two in his whole career from high school to college. You know, he only lost a couple of games. 
Um, so for him to go ahead and lose, you know, as many as they lost last year, 14 games, I mean, that, that had to have been, you know, terrible for him. You know, it, I would almost describe last season as a rookie minus season for him just because um, the things that you would get as a rookie, he wasn't really necessarily able to get. He kind of had to learn some things on the fly. You know, he, I'm sure he learned a lot in terms of, you know, what he needs to do better at, you know, protecting the ball, what he needs to work on for the offseason. But you can figure that out, you know, in practices. So um, that sort of stuff. Uh, and then contrast it to this year. Now he, it, it's, it's incredible what leap he's taken. I'm not necessarily surprised um, that he's able to do this because it's what we saw in college. It's what we saw and why they took him uh, number one overall in 2021. You know, um, you know, his, his first three games here, six touchdowns, one interceptions. Uh, it, it, it's just something that you can see, obviously, that coaching plays such a heavy role. You know, the weapons that they have, the offensive line that they have, the, the, the different um, players that they have on the team in general has just played such a significant role in his development. And I think, you know, he's only going to go up from there. And then you look at what this Jaguars team did in the offseason, which fascinated a lot of people dish out a lot of money to some players that people didn't really expect to get the type of money they did. But when you look back at it, and I you know, was looking through today um, just to see who was signed, it reminds me a lot of some of the moves that Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson made when he was here with the Eagles. You go get Christian Kirk, obviously not for the the amount of the low amount of money that the Eagles paid Alshon Jeffrey you pay Christian Kirk to come in and be a franchise wide receiver but you go get that guy you go get Evan Ingram to kind of come in and play a Zach Ertz-esque kind of role and you already had the running backs in place and Doug Peterson loves using a plethora of running backs and you've got a two-headed monster with ATN coming off the injury and then James Robinson being the, the stud athlete that he is, and he's continuing to show why he deserves to be on the field. A lot of the moves, and then, you know, you go bolster the offensive line in the draft. It's very reminiscent of some of the moves that the Eagles made back in, like, 2016, 2017. Absolutely. You know, they they, they had a plan, um, him and GM Trent Balke. They, they, they knew what they needed to address. A lot of it had to do with the receivers that they didn't have last year necessarily. You know, DJ Chart got hurt week one last year and then they had to go with just Marvin Jones who you know while he's dependable he's he's an older veteran who's probably not a number one wide receiver and maybe not even a number two wide receiver at this point in his career so he's a guy that you can use you know here and now but um, you need that number one guy you need somebody to be able to change the game and I think they have a guy in Christian Kirk now I'm not necessarily saying he's a game breaker but the guy has proven to be productive he's a uh, hard worker he's a guy who has come in and instantly bolstered this um, this receiving group, and he's incredibly versatile. Which is, to your point, exactly what you know the type of player that Doug Peterson likes. He likes a guy who's versatile. He's a guy who can move all across the field. You know, similar to a um, Zach Ertz guy. You know, he's a guy who can move all across the field as well. You know, that's why they went out and brought in Evan Ingram too. So you know, it's it's clear uh, what they had planned and, and it's interesting to see it come to fruition. Now, obviously it's really early, but um, the plan that they had, it seems to reflect exactly what, you know, they're actually getting. They went out, they bolstered the defense. They brought in a at linebacker. They brought in uh, Trayvon Walker outside linebacker, you know, pass rusher, Devin Lloyd, all of these guys have been major um, contributors so far. And I think that that's just something that, um, you know, Doug Peterson has learned how to build a, a team and Trent Baalke 
Um, he's a guy who, while he gets a lot of flack and maybe some deserve from the last couple of seasons and, you know, his time in San Francisco, but, you know, he did a really good job so far. Were you surprised when Balky was, you know, kind of given the opportunity to stick around when Doug Peterson was brought in? Because uh, I know on Twitter, from the outside looking in, it was like, why are they letting this guy stay here? You know, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. He's not very successful, you know, as a GM in the NFL for this, that, and the third. Were you surprised that, you know, ownership allowed him to kind of stay on board with this new regime? Yeah, you know, I'll say I I was a little bit surprised because I thought the way that last year ended, I guess this is kind of like a, a two a two way thing. The way that last year ended, it was so abysmal um, that you thought they're just going to clean house. They're just going to you know Urban Myers out, Trent Baalke out, bring in a new coach and a new GM because that's kind of how a franchise can shift the the regime to a new guy. Um, I think that what happened though was more so a reflection on Urban rather than Trent. I think that Trent. Um, had his draft class, you know, uh, obviously Trevor Lawrence, you don't really count that because anybody could have made that pick. But Tyson Campbell, you know, he's a guy that they they selected at pick 33 and he's excelled. You know, he looks like a, a pretty good player. ETN, while, he, you know, he hasn't had his standout game yet, um, is obviously going to be an impact player at some point in his career. Um, and you can go on and on sort of through that draft class and then moving forward. Um, when you compare a guy like Trent Baalke with Doug Peterson, they're kind of a perfect, um, almost exact opposites in terms of personality. So it, it, it kind of works, you know, opposites attract. And then you have a guy that can actually, um, you know, provide the stability in Doug with, you know, the, the draft knowledge and the uh, ability to make trades and things like that uh, with, with Trent Baalke. So, to answer your question, it was really long-winded, but I, I, I was a little bit surprised at first, but uh, looking back on it and in hindsight, I don't think it should have been too surprised. I think that um, Shad is a very patient guy, and that's sort of just the direction he wanted to go. The NFL schedule makers did a great thing for the Eagles. They let us get our Carson Wentz rage out last week, and the Eagles defense did just that with nine sacks. Doug Peterson gets to come to Philadelphia, though, this week. Uh, what has it been like this week, you know, talking with Doug, uh, you know, in media availability and just, you know, his excitement to kind of come back and, you know, get that opportunity to be reunited with Philadelphia one more time, uh, since he left back in 2020. Yeah, you can tell it's, it's funny. You can tell he's excited, but at the same time, he doesn't really want to let people know he's excited if that makes sense, because, you know, he's kind of been downplaying it a bit to, to us, which is, which is you know, obviously you're going to do that. But, you know, he's happy to be able to go back into a place where he, he won a Super Bowl. He understands the importance. He understands why it's, it's even a topic. Um, he told us today, actually, that he hasn't seen his statue yet, which shocked me because, um, you know, he, I, I would figure, you know, if, if I'm a guy who, who got a statue made, I would instantly go and take a picture with it. But, you know, maybe that's just the kind of guy he is. He doesn't really care. Um but no, it, it, it's, it's been interesting to see. And, and I think that uh, the reception is going to be interesting, too. I'm not sure. Um, maybe I can ask you, do you think they're going to boo or they're going to cheer? I think Doug, being that it's, you know, a couple years removed since 2020. And I think a lot of that was more so just on Carson Wentz than mm -hmm. Doug Peterson. When you look back at it, I think Doug's going to get a an unbelievable welcome back. You know, he's the and, first coach, you know, yeah. to win a Super Bowl here. Uh, he is the, kind of that that lovable figure. A lot of people compared 
Doug Peterson to Charlie Manuel with the Phillies um, in that sense where, you know, he's that lovable, you know, uncle kind of figure and everybody just loved Dougie P. Um, so I think, you know, with Doug's history with this organization too, having played for the Eagles, then he wins a Super Bowl as a head coach. I think Doug's going to get a fantastic welcome back. And then, you know, once the, the game starts, it'll be, you know, all systems off of until about four o'clock. But I think looking back at the Doug Peterson era, a lot of people really connected with and enjoyed Doug for a lot of reasons. And I think he's going to be a head coach that goes down, even removing the Super Bowl from everything. There was a lot of success under Doug Peterson. And I think a lot of people will, you know, put him in their, their pantheon of all time Eagles coaches, even though it was such a, a short window in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I, I can see that. And, and, and that'll be awesome for him. I mean, I'm sure, you know, he, he and his wife, um, you know, they, they love their time there. He's, he's talked about it. They, they enjoyed their time in, in Philly. And um, I'm sure if, if he had it his way, he would have stayed there for the rest of his life, you know, or at least the rest of his career, you know, that, 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 that just seems like the type of guy he is, but um, taking a year off, it seemed like that was sort of what he wanted to do um, in hindsight, you know, once he was able, you know, he, was semi-forced to take a year off, but, you know, he had opportunities. He, he could have jumped back in as an OC or whatever it may have been. Uh, but, you know, he was able to uh, sort of uh, regroup and, and reset his mind. And, and, and you can just tell that he's a really re refreshed coach. He's not somebody who's overly stressed. He's not um, – he doesn't come in and, and all of a sudden the mood is down. Um, so I think that he's going to enjoy his trip up to Philly. Now, um, if they lose, I'm sure he'll – uh, have a little bit of a different perspective, but, but, you know, obviously going up there the first time, I think that that's something exciting for him. Who has kind of been the player for you that, you know, watching three weeks through this season in training camp that has kind of, you know, really made you take a step back and be like, wow, like they're going to be a pivotal part of the 2022 Jaguars. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, if I had to pinpoint one guy, it, it, it sounds silly to say Christian Kirk, um, but but it, it might really just be him because he's proving so many people wrong. Yeah, yeah. C coming in, you know, I wasn't necessarily a guy who said, "Oh my God, I can't believe they paid him." Just because I know how you know that's how the markets work. I mean, that he was pretty much the only wide receiver anybody could pay. He was going to get some sort of big money, mm -hmm. um, regardless. But I, I didn't necessarily think that he was going to have this much of an impact so early where, you know, between him and Trevor, um, that chemistry just seems to click like right away. You know, even in practices during training camp, um, at first it didn't really look that great in terms of timing and all that, but all of a sudden, you know, it picked up uh, right near the end. So um, having seen him over the past three weeks, his play has been unbelievable. I think that um, he forces defenses to, you know, have to keep an eye on him. You know, he's a guy who's going to go in the backfield. He's a guy who's going to, light up in the slot where he excels. He's going to play outside. Sometimes he's going to uh, do a bunch of different things where um, if you don't keep an eye on him, then he's going to sneak past you. And, that, and that's what the Colts learned. And, that, and that's sort of what the chargers learned at, at one point too. So um, he's probably the, the one player who I, I don't know if it's a surprise necessarily, but, but he's a guy who um, absolutely I've, I've realized, or I've, I've become to, realize more that he's going to be incredibly important. And if they lose him, you know, he's a guy that is very hard to replace. A lot of people starting to talk about the Eagles in that, you know, elite category being one of two, three and O teams. Now you see what they did last week against Washington, getting the nine sacks on Carson Wentz. What do you think, you know, 
is going to be a key for this Jaguars offensive line to try to contain the likes of a Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis. You know, the list goes on and on. And it's crazy to think about all the depth that is here that Doug Peterson also got to coach and now some of this new blood that's also in the fold, especially, you know, with Jordan Davis and the the refrigerator that he is, you know, 300 pounds stuffing up the middle. What are your expectations for how, you know, this offensive line for the Jaguars is going to match up against just from all angles, this Eagles front can, uh, can kind of present. Yeah. That, that, that defensive line is, is nasty. I saw the, you know, what, what they did to, to Carson and, and you know, it was just kind of sad to look at, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, the, the Jaguars will have their hands full, you know, the past couple of weeks, um, particularly against the the commanders, you know, they have some pretty good interior defensive linemen. I know that Chase Young was out, but, you know, um, the, the Jonathan Allen and, and guys like that were, were still in, and they had a little bit of trouble with them. But the past two weeks, even going up against um, Bosa, I know that Bosa was knocked out early, but Khalil Mack as well, they didn't allow any sacks over the past couple of weeks. You know, they barely allowed any pressures. Uh, Trevor is getting the ball out of his hands very fast. I think that that's going to be sort of um, the, the the way that they're going to try to beat the Eagles. I know that their secondary is is, is nasty too now. So um, the, the 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 biggest thing for them is to just make sure that they get the ball out of their hands fast or get Trevor to get the ball out of his hand fast. Um, and then also probably rely on the run game. You know, James Robinson is a guy who nobody expected to be back um, right now or I, I shouldn't say nobody. A lot of the outside media didn't expect them to be back. A lot of the outside fans didn't expect them to be back. Um, but certainly everybody, nobody expected him to be back to this level of play this early um, in, in, in his, you know, recovery from his Achilles tier just last year. So, you know, having a guy like him being able to to, to pound the rock and, and, and sort of open up little lanes for the passing game is going to be completely pivotal. You know, I, I do think that the Jaguars offensive line is – playing well. Juwan Taylor's playing at an elite level right now, especially pass blocking. Uh, Cam Robinson is playing well. Brandon Sheriff has come in and sort of re, uh, re-energized that offensive line, in my opinion. I think that that was a slam dunk signing, probably their best. Um, and then, you know, you have Luke Fortner, who's a rookie, and then Ben March, who's a third-year player, um, kind of finding his way. You know, the first week, he didn't really play that well, but the last couple of weeks, he's been solid. So, um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that they're going to have, you know, the shutout performances that the shutout performance that they've had over the past two weeks against the Eagles, because I do think that this defensive line is, is, is that good. Uh, but I do think that they're a lot better than what maybe people would have thought they would have been coming into the year. And, you know, you bring up the, the Eagles secondary as well, uh, you know, with Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox playing, I think extremely well that not enough people are talking about just because of how well Darius Slay and James Bradbury have played. C.J. Gardner-Johnson now in the yeah. fold. Marcus Epps is playing fantastic as well. How do you view you know that matchup with the likes of Christian Kirk probably catching the Darius Slay matchup? Uh, you know, looking at how Evan Ingram, knowing this Eagles team relatively well from his time with the Giants, how he's going to match up against this you know Eagles coverage team. Uh, how do you kind of view that? Uh, breaking down, if you will, uh, just because I think it's it's a fascinating matchup with the way that the the Jaguars wide receivers speed, how mm-hmm. that presents itself going up against this Eagles secondary. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be tough. And you mentioned him, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson or, or, or uh, CJ, I guess now he now he goes by. You know, 
he has always been one of my favorite players to watch in the league just because he's a guy who can play pretty much any position um, in the secondary. I feel like he can at least. Um, I know they're playing him, I guess, at safety and um, maybe some down at, at, at nickel at times. I don't know. But um, the, 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 the biggest matchup, obviously, is going to be Darius Slay against uh, Christian Kirk. And I'm curious if they're going to follow or if they're going to have Slay follow Kirk, because I, I know that Slay's been doing that a couple of times during different matchups this year. Um, so to see that matchup, I think that this is going to be a very good game in terms of finding out if the Jaguars' um, weapons are actually real. You know, are, are they actually going to be good, or is was it just the past couple of weeks, you know, they were able to scheme it open, sort of um, have their way with the opposing side's defense. I think that Gannon is a pretty good defensive coordinator down there or up there, I guess. And, and, you know, he's a guy that's going to be ready for what Doug has to throw at him. You know, I, I know that they didn't work together, but you can sort of look back on what Doug Peterson uh, did with the Eagles. And uh, it's pretty much the same thing that they're trying to do here. You know, maybe a little bit less uh, tight end play than, than we would have thought so far. But overall, I think that they've been uh, pretty reminiscent of what the Eagles tried to do or were able to do successfully over the, you know, the, the years that they were there. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. I think that the, the, the biggest thing for the Jaguars will be to, you know, utilize that speed, like you mentioned, just being able to keep the Eagles sort of on their heels, not exactly telegraph what they're going to do. And then again, the play action pass, the run game, you know, going against an aggressive defense, you, sort of should rely on that a little bit more. I think that that's sort of what you're going to see on Sunday. And then on the flip side, uh, how do you view the Jaguars secondary going up against what has been dubbed the Batman? You've got swole Batman, fast Batman, skinny Batman. And uh, today on Jason Kelsey's podcast, he said that if uh, they execute properly, he's wearing the Batman cape and he's going to be fat Batman. Um, so how do you view the uh, the Jaguars secondary matching up against the likes of A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and obviously, you know, Dallas Goddard and some of these running backs that the Eagles have that, so in my opinion, they haven't used to their full potential yet this season in the passing game. But when you have guys like Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, Miles Sanders, how do you view that matchup kind of breaking down? From the Jaguars' defensive standpoint, honestly, when you lay when you lay it all out there like that, it uh, it's kind of crazy how much talent they have. It's wild offense. It's it's a very that's a very special offense. You know, Jalen Hurts. Um, we didn't even mention him yet, but you know, he's a guy who uh, has proven me wrong. I, I didn't think he was going to be um, at the level that he is right now, and, and clearly, you know, he's a guy that um, has taken ownership of it, and he's a very mature kid, and he's able to. Uh, get it done but yeah those, those weapons aj brown i mean I, I i to this day i don't understand why the titans did that but you know they helped you out a little bit there and, and quite a uh, bit <laughs> yeah and so you know i've always loved uh Devontae smith and I, i've always thought that he was going to be a, a incredibly talented player and, and he really is and um dallas uh goddard or or, or godare i don't know how to pronounce his name it's goddard but goddard okay um, I always tell I people it's like the Jimmy Neutron ways, dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. Goddard. But um, yeah, no, it, it's 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 going to be probably the biggest test, or I would say it, it is going to be the biggest test that this Jaguar secondary has had to have um, over the first few weeks of the season, just because you know week one Terry McLaurin is is a great receiver, but you know Dotson was a rookie. Um, you know the 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 other kid, uh, I blanked on his name, Curtis Samuel. Curtis is, Samuel. 
he's a guy who's, you know, back and forth kind of, I don't know. Um, you know, week, week two, the, the, the Colts, Pittman was out. You know, they didn't really have anything. Uh, and then the Chargers, Keenan Allen was out. So this 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 week is going to be uh, the biggest test for guys like Tyson Campbell, uh, Shaq Griffin, if he plays. He didn't play last week because of, of a hip injury. Um, he's He was limited today. I think he'll play, but we'll see. Um, and then, you know, obviously in the back end, Andre Sisco, who's proven himself to be a pretty good player. Um, he hasn't had necessarily those playmaking uh, – big play plays yet because, you know, it's only been a, a few weeks. He's had one interception. Um, Rayshon Jenkins played a little bit better than I would have anticipated. And then Darius Williams in the slot. Um, I think that that's probably going to be one of the biggest matchups because I know that they moved Smith around a lot. I know that they moved um, Goddard around a lot. I think that inside is going to be huge uh, for the Jaguars. And obviously the, the linebackers, I think that that's one of the strengths of the Jaguars team. Um, right now, so you know, you got Devin Lloyd, you have Foyer Aluakin. You know, th- those are two guys who have come in and made an instant impact, and I think that that's going to help the middle of the field, and that's going to help the secondary a, b- a bit with those guys. And um, we'll see. I think that it's going to really come down to how much pressure the Jaguars can get on on um, on, on Jalen, and sort of see if, if they can keep him in the pocket, but also sort of crash the pocket so he can't run. But you know, and then he also gets sacked. Um, and just sort of play tight. It's going to be a, a pretty fun game to watch. I, I have a feeling, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I think my X factor is just Jalen Hurts continuing to prove everybody wrong that he can pass the ball. Um, you know, he's the not a sponsor of this show, FedEx Air uh, Player of the Week uh, this week, voted on by you know everybody. So that was pretty cool to kind of see, like, hey, there's one feather in the cap for Jalen Hurts to prove that you know. He can get it done with his arm, um, but I think it's going to be you know him continuing to utilize his arm, his arm in the pocket, and being able to roll out you know create time for AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard, and even Quez Watkins you know on those deep shots to you know give them space, give them time to execute their routes properly. Who do you view kind of as the X factor in this game, one way or another, that you know could kind of swing uh, you know a win for either the Jaguars or the Eagles? I think uh, Josh Allen, I think that he's playing out of his mind right now. He might not have all the sacks. Uh, he only has two and a half, but he's, you know, top three, I believe, in pressures right now on, on the as an outside linebacker. And, and he's a guy who can change the game. You know, he, he if he can get after Jalen Hurts and um, sure, Jalen can run, but, you know, maybe Josh gets to him before he, he he's able to do that. Strip sacks, you know, things like that. I think that the pass rush in general is going to be the X factor of this game because I think that. Once the Jaguars get on a roll, they're pretty much rolling, and I think we've seen that in the past. Um, it's a completely different team, but the 2017 team did the same thing. You know, once they started getting turnovers, then all of a sudden everything opened up, and it was it was it was uh, lights out. So, um, Josh Allen to me is probably going to be the X factor. I would I would normally go with Trevor, but um, he's a guy who I think is going to look solid regardless. Um, I know it's going to be a tough game for the Jaguars' offense, but um, I don't necessarily think that he's going to be the uh, one one and only guy. I think that the Jaguars' defense is going to have to stop this Eagles' offense. So, Demetrius, since the last time you've been on Eagles' enemies, we've implemented a new final question that's kind of quirky about the team that uh, our guest covers involving you as well. And obviously, everybody here in Philadelphia knows Doug Peterson loves him some ice cream. Uh, so if you <laughs> had to pick, it's yourself, it's Doug Peterson, two players to come along with you and Doug to go get some ice cream. Who from the Jaguars are you taking with you? Oh, that's a good question. Let me think. Um, 
Zay Jones is, is probably one of the most interesting players on the Jaguars team. I, I don't know what it is about him, but every time we do an interview, I can't tell if he's being serious or if he's joking or, or what's happening, uh, but he sounds incredibly smart. So just going, you know, to have an ice cream with, with, with him would be fun. You know, he's a, he's a really cool guy. I think that he, he'd probably be a really chill guy. Another guy kind of, let me think, like a kind of crazy guy in the locker room, Roy Robertson. Harris is hilarious. I think that maybe he would be fun to go with. Um, uh, probably him. Yeah, probably Roy Robertson Harris and Zay Jones. You know, kind of two complete opposites in terms of their personality, but I think it would be a good time. There it is. That's that. is. Let's go get some ice cream. Demetrius, it's always a blast having you on the show. Let everybody know where they can check out your Jaguars coverage, follow you on social media, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about this game uh, come Sunday a ton. So let everybody know where they can check out the Jaguars side of things in this matchup. Absolutely, I, and I appreciate you, uh, you, you having me on. But uh, just Jacksonville.com, if you want to go there, click on the Jaguars tab. You can find all my content there, or you can, you know, find me on Twitter at Demetrius82. Um, don't ask me why there's an 82 that there says. Uh, so <laughs> those are the, probably the two places you can find me, and, uh, and yeah, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a blast, and uh, looking forward to seeing Doug Peterson back in Philadelphia. Make sure you guys follow Demetrius on social, check out his stuff, and uh, let's have ourselves a game on Sunday, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you. Big shout out to Demetrius for hopping on the pod this week. Everybody down in Florida, stay safe. Uh, and of course, Eagles Jags is going to be quite the showdown. I'm excited for this matchup Sirianni versus Doug Peterson, this Eagles D line against the Jaguars O line, and of course, this Eagles secondary going up against Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Trevor Lawrence all at the link on Sunday. I fully expect Doug Peterson to get a rousing. Round of applause and welcome back to Philadelphia pregame. But then when the game starts, it's all bets are off, Doug. Um, and then once the game ends, we go back to loving you. That's how it goes. Um, but I'm excited for Eagles-Jags. I think this is going to be the first like true test for the Eagles this year with the, how the Jags have played so far this year. Um, I think the Vikings are frauds, so that game was signed, sealed, delivered from the jump. Um, but make sure you guys are following us on the socials to keep up to date with everything Eagles during the season, off season, and in between at underground PHI. It's your best place for Philly sports content. Uh, of course, follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. It's underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow, subscribe, I'm sorry, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It really helps go a long way for more people finding the podcast, more people finding what we do here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And, of course, uh, you know, we want as many people jumping on board with us and riding with us all the way to outer space where we want to take this thing. Uh, and, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You get full video episodes of Eagles Enemies and every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast on our YouTube channel, plus other, you know, original creative content that we're putting up there. So go subscribe, smash that like button, ring the bell icon, and comment down below, like I said at the top of the show, your predictions for Eagles, Jaguars. We want to hear from you. Uh, so go do that thing. But this has been... Another edition of Eagles Enemies presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia. Big thanks to Demetrius for hopping on the show. And you already know, Sunday rolls around. And every day of the week, ladies and gentlemen, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 
It's Go Birds. We'll see you next week.